Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. Yeah, the, these these days are pretty intense, aren't they? I was listening um, to Michelle Obama's uh, new podcast today. Anybody ha- has listened to any of it? Um, she she's just started this last week. Uh, the first one was with some guy that she hangs out with um, named Barack, and it was it was great. Uh, but today um, was one with uh, Michelle Norris, who's on NPR. She's the host, one of the hosts of All Things Considered, and she happens to be uh, Michelle Obama's as Michelle Obama said, her confidant, one of her confidants. So it's just just hanging out with your good buddy and being natural. And she said, the reason why I I actually um, thought of listening to it again was there was an article in the Huffington Post that says that she's been working with some uh, low-grade depression these days over, over the state of the world over what's been going on. And particularly the headline was that, you know, this administration has been getting her, getting to her. Um, and, uh, and she just happened to be speaking about what I had planned to speak for the, the last few days when I emailed Eva uh, a day or two ago. Uh, it was on my mind. But she's saying, you know, you just you got to watch how much you're taking in and somehow uh, stay, uh, not be overwhelmed by it, not be, not succumb to all the negativity that's out there. There's so much with the news or, and you see so much suffering around the virus. Uh, it's really painful. And you see all of these, all of these essential workers who don't have a choice, uh, who, who are um, caught in the middle of a pretty intense situation that's so unfair to marginalized people, of course, more, more than any. And we see uh, with, with all of that, the, the racial injustice over these months and particularly after George Floyd. Um, and of course, there's the election and and the economy and all the craziness going on so much intensity and here we are most of us stuck in place and not that many opportunities for distraction either okay you go maybe to the park or you go out to some nature but you're not going to the movie theater uh I hope you're not going to the movie theater. I don't know if any are open in California. I sure hope not. Toronto or, uh, or concerts. And, and so there's not that much distraction. And we're taking in so much. And there's this heightened state of um, anxiety and vigilance. Everything's, for me anyway, coming to a head these next few months. Um, so it's pretty intense. And you don't want to be 
so overwhelmed that you're you lose your vitality and lose your um, your joy or your aliveness. But at the same time, as Thich Nhat Han says, uh, do not avoid contact with suffering. So there's this balance, you know, and and there can be sometimes when it's really appropriate to uh, to just turn everything off, but. I also, I personally feel that um, you don't want to turn it off to the point where you're, um, you're just, you're not feeling a connection with everyone and everything that's going on. So there is this balance between allowing yourself to connect, to have your heart open, to feel compassion for the suffering around, but not so much to the point where you're um, where you're numb or you're avoiding and you're not feeling um, alive. You know that that's where the um, equanimity turns to apathy and uh, and just avoidance. Okay, good luck, whatever. Um, that's not so skillful either. So I wanted to to talk about this. And um, especially, by the way, as I, as I think about it, just talking about not avoiding it, particularly those of us who are privileged. You know, it's one thing if you're able to just say, oh, well, I hope the world gets itself together, uh, but I'm just going to, um, I've got a pretty good deal here, so I'm just going to, um, um, you know, come out of my, come out of hiding uh, in in a in a few weeks or a few months, um, if you're privileged, as so many of us are, it is that much more important for us to stay connected, um, connected but not overwhelmed. So, uh, Eve brought up in, in her song about these four wise efforts. I just want to mention this as part of the uh, part of the talk. The two having to do with unwholesome states and two having to do with wholesome states. Um, the first one guarding against unwholesome states. That is, the Buddha said it's really skillful to uh, to avoid avoid getting stimulated or activated uh, triggered when we are in a sensitive place to avoid it to to keep your space so that you don't uh, get over activated and he also said when those wholesome states arise which are part of being human whether it's greed hatred delusion jealousy, uh, fear, worry, all of those, to learn how to overcome them. He said, know how to deal with these difficult states of mind and to cultivate the wholesome states. As uh, Eve's beautiful song, song Gardener uh, talks about, you want to... Um, Water the seeds, Thich Han has that image as well, 
uh, whatever seeds that you water with your attention will grow. And you want to water the seeds as the Buddha spoke of cultivating wholesome states, kindness, patience, compassion, generosity, joy, all of those. And when they're here, to really let them in, really take them in and um, savor them. Sometimes I, I talk in terms of marinating in a wholesome state, not with grasping, but really letting it register so that you're, you're nourished in the process. And the more you can allow yourself to be nourished by the good, the more capacity you have to be with the difficult. In, uh, in, the, in, in trauma work, there is this notion of uh, being aware of your window of tolerance, where you don't want to get so activated that you're dysregulated as far as the difficult stuff, but you don't want to be so numb or disconnected that you're not engaged in letting your heart be touched by life. Because there's a, a huge price to pay for shutting down. Because you close off to all the beauty and the goodness inside as well. So just wanted to bring this topic up for us to look at together and uh, maybe work with this week. Uh, because I hope that these, these get-togethers are more than just um, a little bit of entertainment and uh, you'll come back maybe next Thursday for another little, uh, a, a little performance. That's not what this is about. What, what we're sharing here hopefully will um, activate that place in you that loves to be more conscious and loves the truth and wants to wake up, and we're just reminding each other here. So whatever you hear that makes sense to you, that seems like it's a useful thing for you to practice, uh, take it with you after our gathering, and uh, maybe play around with this theme this week of really healthy boundaries, of knowing your limits, while not being cut off from your heart. Knowing when to take a break, when to rest, and knowing when to be engaged. As, as I, I said, you're, um, I'm doing this climate day in a few weeks, uh, and this has been an ongoing practice for me for some time because, you know, when as I've taken in the information about climate, Sometimes it can be just too too much, overwhelming. Oh my goodness, are we headed to extinction? But if I just say, well, hopefully they'll figure it out down the road. They need the world. The earth needs us right now. So I do whatever climate work and or my uh, election work. I've talked about uh, the Wisconsin effort that I that I'm putting my uh, energy into. You want to stay engaged because, as I've said many times before, 
Angelus Arian's uh, beautiful teaching, action absorbs anxiety. If you're anxious and you're just kind of sitting in there and feeling, um, feeling uh, nervous or worried or despair or hopeless, that doesn't help either. And so when you put yourself into engagement and motion, you, um, you actually have a place for that, uh, those, those anxious feelings to be released. Um, so, for instance, with myself, as I take a look at this, I watch the news and read the news. I, I have to confess, uh, probably, probably more than, than, um, than I should. My wife, Jane, kind of pokes me all uh, a lot. You know, you sure you want to stay up and watch Rachel Maddow again, you know, or Lawrence O'Donnell or whatever it is. And um, there's a part of me that, that wants to stay connected. And there is also, as she, you know, she knows, I can be um, ranting at the TV but I do it kind of consciously. We were talking about this the, uh, the other day. She says, okay, so you're going to tell these people about, you know, about knowing what your, their limits are. And I said, well, you know, the way I see it is this. First of all, I want to stay informed. But when I, well, I can rant, but I'm ranting consciously, I think. I don't have hate in my heart. I truly don't. Um, in my better, my better moments, I have frustration, I have outrage, I have um, concern, but I say to her, and maybe it's just my way of, of dealing with it, you know, it just, it makes me that much more committed to do something about what's here, and not just, not just tear my hair out, but okay, I want to do something. And I feel so, mm, I genuinely feel compassion for, for the, the, the ignorance that there, that's there. I, I forget if I mentioned it here last week, but I, uh, I'm reading Mary Trump's book right now. And it's, it's, it's amazing. It's fascinating. You see why this guy is, the the psychopath that he is and he is he is a psychopath in a way he just doesn't have any empathy but you see what where his family came in and i truly have compassion i'm going to do everything i can to stop to stop him from having power but when i watch it it gets me motivated to act and i also nourish myself I do take rests from it. I do um, have my nourishing activities. I picked up a um, harmonica yesterday for the first time in in ages, and I have this uh, CD here about uh, about playing the harmonica. And here it is, right over here, is the harmonica, and it was fun. And I'm going to be keeping on doing that and picking up my guitar and. And, and we go for walks every day, and, and I sit regularly, and there's ways that I nourish myself. And when I feel like I've had too much, we need some spaciousness. And here's where 
the, the practices that I want to, I want to share with you besides keeping out the hate and hate just poisons us. It does poison us. Hate is just adding to the stew of bitterness in this world. And so to keep out the hate and maybe transform that frustration into skillful action, but to let in the love because there's so much goodness right now. There's so much caring. There's so much, you see it every day for a couple of months now in Portland and in all over uh, this country and all over the world. There's so much caring. There's so much goodness. It doesn't make the news like the, uh, like the anger and the, uh, uh, and the, 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 the violence does, but there's so much goodness. And to really let that in, we can be inspired by it. We have this capacity to be uh, inspired and ennobled when we see goodness around us. And there's a, a practice that I find um, has been so helpful for me. I've shared it from time to time here, and I want to uh, share it again. And as a formal practice, uh, it's a t- comes from the Tibetan uh, um, tradition of seeing, seeing benefactors, everyone around as your benefactor. And that's really seeing what, how we can take in the goodness from around us and, um, and yet to not take in anything that we don't need. Uh, I'm just thinking, actually, here's a, I just thought of this. This is, I've shared him before. This is uh, Neem Karoli Baba from uh, Be Here Now, Ram Dass's guru. And you've probably heard me say uh, many times about, you know, letting in the good, looking for the good, well, I first got it from, from him um, many years ago when I first read Be Here Now, 1971, it came out. And he said, um, the best form to worship God is every form, which is a, you know, a pretty big practice. Um, and I took it to just look for the divine in every thing and everyone as much as I could. And then it just became shortened to just keep on looking for the good. But there's also some, some not good out there. So here's a practice that I wanted to share with you. That's one of my main practices and we can do that. And then looking, uh, looking at this together, uh, in, in the conversation. So I invite you first to um, close your eyes and go inside. And this is a practice in um, keeping out the hate and letting in the love. So first, get in touch with your own goodness of heart that's right there. 
you wouldn't be on this call if it wasn't there. The place in you that cares and that wants to be conscious and that wants to open your heart as much as you can, probably. And from that goodness, from that good heart, that bodhicitta, the seed of awakening, the Buddha right inside, call on the goodness in life to support you right now. If you can relate to benevolent forces around you, just imagine being surrounded right now by a field of benevolence. Surrounding you, all the forces of goodness. And if this field had a color, just imagine what color or colors it would be for you. And let yourself be held in this field of goodwill. And this field has uh, some special properties it can allow your own good heart and metta to shine out and touch others. And it can allow the goodness from around you to be received. but it has a special property. It's a semi-permeable field and it keeps out the negativity. Just imagine this protective field. This is what metta is, a field of protection where your own light can shine out And you can receive the goodness and the kindness and goodwill from others around you. But it keeps out the negativity that doesn't serve you. And let yourself be held in that field of protection. Imagine going through your, your days in your life surrounded in touch with the goodness around you, inspired by the goodness of others, 
by the caring and the compassion and not taking in the bitterness, the negativity from those who are confused and ignorant of where happiness really lies. You might, as we're in this quiet space, put in the people in your life who really are rooting for you and cheering you on and just put them in this field as well. So you're not alone as you do this. Just notice how that feels in the body and in the mind and in the heart. The mind can create any reality. You don't have to take in anything that doesn't serve you. And you don't have to close your heart in warding off the danger. You can keep your heart open, let in the good, let in the love, keep out the hate. Gently open your eyes if you'd like. And I would invite you to remember the color that came to you because in just a moment, your mind can create that field of protection. And then as you go through your day, here's the practice, not just in the meditative posture, but the practice of letting in the love is this. Anytime somebody is kind to you, friendly with you, even has a, a twinkle in their eye behind the mask or waves as you're, you're going by, and thanks you for getting out of the way. Don't miss it. Don't miss the connection of that goodwill coming towards you and the deeper practice is seeing them as an agent of life, letting you know that you are loved. That's what life is 
wanting for you if you invite it. Any kind of goodwill coming your way, let it in. Let it nourish you. Let it inspire you. Let it feed you. And just as we're drawing to an end for, for a moment, think of somebody who really does care about you and love you right now. And tune into it. Tune into that really beautiful metafilled energy coming your way. Don't miss the fact that you're loved. Whether it's from your dog or your cat or your child or your friend. And start tuning into how much life does want to support you and love you. And when you find yourself getting a bit overwhelmed by the negativity, uh, tune into the goodness around you and let it nourish you. And get a sense when you're, when you found your limits, your window of tolerance and take a break, take a rest and nourish yourself. Okay, so um, we'll, um, you can take some time for comments, sharings, questions, anything that, uh, that might come up from that or about practice. And you can either uh, raise your hand digitally or if I can see you on the page, um, you can physically raise your hand, or you can put something in the chat box. Uh, yeah, oh, Patricia, hi, and unmute yourself. Hi, thank you. Oh, so many wonderful images came up for me that I appreciate being able to share. I'm currently walking in my neighborhood in central Berkeley with a walker mm. and have been for some months. And my experiences of going down streets that maybe I've driven, I used to drive down or maybe I didn't, it's just so beautiful. And I have had meetings with strangers they can be walking, they can be in their garden. And I just want to say there was one day I was walking down my street on the other side of the street. <laughs> this man who I did not know said, hi, how are you doing? How are you today? <laughs> 
I didn't know him. He just felt this, what we, to me, what came to me was, this is what we are all really hungry for right now, which is in the simple word, connection. Mm -hmm. And it was so clear to me. And then another time I was down a street um, and there was this abundance of um, succulent plants in front of this house, you know, growing. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly a woman popped out of her house. I said, wow, you have so many succulents. And she said, oh, yes, I sell them. Do you want one? I said, no, I'm okay. She said, oh, would you like to come in the backyard and see the rest of them? I said, okay. So I saw these little baby birthings of succulents. And then I said, well, to tell you the truth, you have another flower that isn't a succulent, but I, I miss that flower so much. I used to have it. Oh, I'll dig it up for you just a minute, and it's now thriving on my balcony. Mm -hmm. And those are just two of the many gifts. And I just have this, ah, oh, this appreciation for, oh, what am I going to find today when I go out? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's been very lonely, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I'm walking by myself, or sometimes I do social distancing walking with friends. But I know there's always going to be something. And yesterday, or two days ago, I found my first acorn on the street from an acorn tree. And I thought, I'm in a lonely territory, and this is what they would collect for acorn soup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And, it, and it, it, if you start looking for it, you'll find what you look for and it doesn't take a whole lot to connect does it yeah yeah so thank, thank you and thank you for sharing your personal uh way right mm. now appreciate it thank you my thank pleasure you. yeah joni hi hi i've been i've been away for a little while so i'm so happy to see everyone again and see you james um in the neighborhood where I'm where I'm currently living, there are some new um, red-tailed hawks, um, a new new fledglings, and um, it's been so beautiful to see them learn how to fly. You know, especially when the wind comes up, and and walking up the hill and and seeing them take off, and seeing them and and tracking where they fly. And, Every once in a while, I'll be walking in the neighborhood and I look down the street and there's other people out walking who are just stopping and just gazing and just watching the birds. And like, you can just feel this. Everyone's wishing them well and hoping that they're going to be fine. And, um, you know, the, the, one of the parents, I can't tell male or female, you know, is guarding them and with them and flying with them. And it's just, it's just been such a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch these mm. birds and everyone admiring them. And, and you can tell everyone's just very feeling tender about mm. them. Mm. Beautiful. It's one of the things about mindfulness, one of the, the real gifts of mindfulness of 
of being a bit more present and slowing down and not missing things that when you really pay attention like that line uh, I love from Einstein he says there's two ways to go through life one is seeing nothing is a miracle and the other is seeing everything is a miracle so it just takes a uh, a bit more presence and taking a look thank you anyone else anything on your mind you want to bring up how do you nourish yourself? In fact, <clears throat> that was one of the things I was going to ask. Just think, what do you do to nourish yourself these days? And if nothing comes to mind, then, um, then, then really think about how you could nourish yourself. And if something does come to mind, then remember the last time and... Uh, just even in the memory, delight in it. So I'd love to hear just succinctly a, a few comments maybe from people who haven't spoken in a while or yet. How do you nourish yourself? We can, uh, we can uh, delight each other just in a few words. I go outside every day. Uh, uh, who is oh. Yeah, oh, I go outside somewhere along the line. I do a lot of running. I go through running no oh, three four times a week and manage to get outside otherwise. And days when I'm just in the house all day just doesn't work. I'm not sure what's going to happen in the winter when the rains come along, but mm. we'll see. Beautiful. So getting out and uh, feeling alive and running, great. Yeah, Birgit. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, that's right, Birgit. Um, I, you are now um, part of my um, half-day retreat. So I did a half-day retreat today. It was the last session of the Sounds True, you know, Power of Awareness, um, like eight-week eight uh, program. And uh, yeah, and I, I missed because like end of May, I did a, my first, you know, eight-day retreat, silent retreat with you, and I missed it, and I was so excited today to do this and to end with you tonight. <laughs> oh, great. So was it a nourishing retreat? It just happened? Oh, I love it. I, I miss the eight days. I miss our, um, our retreat, and I actually just recently went through the notes because I, it was such a beautiful thing. Mm. Yeah, won't so forget that. that. My highlight of COVID so far. Oh, oh, good. And what did you, what, if you can uh, just, uh, without putting you on the spot, if you, uh, but if something comes to mind, what, 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 any particular gift or, or gem that you've taken with you from the retreat, how, how it impacted you? Yeah, I shared it actually afterwards, but I still, so I, a year ago, I was at SLN uh, with, um, for, um, for the Summer Solstice program for one week and um, East Forest, um, you know, and Ramdas and he, East Forest was there and he did a, a sound ceremony, yeah. And then Ramdas was, keeps saying there, you were loving awareness. And the whole week I could, I, I, you know, I, I, I was pregnant with it, but with your week, a year later, exactly a year later almost, I was 
loving awareness. I'm like, oh my goodness. It takes really eight days of silence. Mm. Wow. Best thing. Thank you. It's amazing you should say that. I've been listening to East Forest all day today. I've been listening to him a lot. Uh, I love him. And I was just listening to I'm Loving Awareness. And in fact, I, I, I had some thought of, of, of reading, reading a little bit of it today, uh, tonight. Maybe I'll, I'll just uh, close with a few words of it. Uh, there's this great album. Ram, it's called Ramdas by East Forest and Ramdas. And East Forest is this guy, Trevor Oswald, brilliant, brilliant. And it has his, uh, he put some Ramdas's teachings to, um, to music. So maybe I'll just close with a little of this. Uh, thank you so much for that. Mm. I am loving awareness. I'm aware of everything. I'm aware of my body and my senses and my mind. I'm aware of all of it. But I notice that I'm loving all of it. I'm loving all of the world. When I'm loving awareness, I'm aware of everything outside, but pulling into the heart, the spiritual heart brings me to loving awareness. I'm aware of my thoughts, but loving awareness is simply witnessing them. And loving awareness is in the moment. Mm. I have this practice, which I say to myself, I'm loving awareness. To begin, I focus my attention in the middle of my chest, in the heart mind. I may take a few deep breaths to help me identify with it. I breathe in love and breathe out love. I watch all of the thoughts that create the stuff of my mind, and I love everything, love everything I can be aware of. I just love, just love, just love. Mm. Pretty good practice, huh? Mm. So um, that really is what it comes down to just to to bring your presence and to open it with love. So Eve, do you have a have a song for us to uh, to leave out to go out on? Yeah. Um, another way we cultivate the wholesome and the love is through our loving kindness phrases. So um this is that some loving kindness phrases that I put to music a while ago. So we do, you can sing along if you get the melody, um, the same song over and over just with different pronouns, which is how the phrases are. So we begin with the self, may I, and then we pick a loved one, may you, and then we offer out to all beings, may we. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May I be truly happy and deeply peaceful. May I be healthy and strong and physically at ease. May I be 
So we'll just uh, dedicate our time here together. Let in all the, the goodwill right now. If you'd like, you can even take a look at the screen and, and send out that love or send out that kindness and, and take it in. Somebody is sending it to you too. Put it in. Nourish yourself this week. Let your light shine. Let in the light from others. You don't have to take in anything that doesn't serve you. And may our coming together be of benefit to ourselves, everyone in our life, all beings everywhere, and uh, and this planet as well, this amazing planet. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.